Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about how many properties do you think you need in order to fund retirement? Obviously, that's investment properties. And of course, the answer is going to be different for everyone. It's going to depend on their income and existing assets and time until they uh, would like to retire or at least reduce working hours, their goals and lots of other factors. However, I've been involved in developing hundreds of investment strategies, possibly thousands, and I can tell you that 90% of the time, most people only need to hold somewhere between one and two investment-grade properties. So it's quite unusual that I will recommend three or more investment properties. The key thing here is quality, not quantity. And quality trumps quantity every day of the week. In fact... I would say quantity is a meaningless measure. You know, I'm not impressed that someone can acquire five investment properties. It means nothing if those assets are are of a poor quality because, as I said many, many times, you cannot expect above-average quality returns from either average or below-average quality assets. It all comes back to the quality of assets you invest in, and I would much rather hold one awesome, awesome quality property than 10 very average ones or even 10 slightly above average ones. That one awesome quality property will reduce your risk as an investor and increase your returns, compounding returns in the long run. Now, over the years, I've read books, uh, seen property promoters. I've read advice from other advisors and heard other advisors uh, advising investors that they do need to, in fact, acquire a, a significant Uh, property portfolio in terms of the number of properties Um, and uh, quite often it's it's a sales pitch you know they're buying they're going out and buying the properties and of course you know if they advise you go and buy 10 there's some there's a conflict of interest there there's a benefit for them to do that Um, but I fail to see how it's actually going to work you know let's say five properties how are you going to actually do that you know the first thing is that if you need to acquire five properties it's probably likely they're going to be lower value properties. You know, most people can't afford to go out and buy five $1 million properties, of course. That's $5 million bucks of property, uh, probably closer to $6 million of lending, including costs. You know, not many people are going to be able to afford to do that. So therefore, you're going to have to reduce the purchase price. So they're going to be lower value properties. And therefore, you're likely to compromise on asset quality. And there's no solution or no benefit in compromising ever ever on asset quality. If you're going to obsess about anything with respect to investing, if, if there's going to be anything I can teach you through this podcast, is it's all about asset quality. The second problem with the strategy of multiple properties is the amount of debt that you have. So um, quite often I've seen profiles in, in property investment magazines of people acquiring a whole bunch of property in a very short period of time and they might have two or three million dollars of loans on, on a pretty modest family income of maybe a hundred or hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, it's a very high risk approach. And in fact I think it's it's probably something that's going to be very difficult to implement these days given the tightening in credit over the last one or two years, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You see, when it comes to debt, we need to have a debt exit strategy. We shouldn't be taking a lot of debt into retirement because we're going to be very sensitive to interest rate increases at that time. So that is that if we have a lot of debt 
and all our incomes coming from investment income, and that could be from super, which is dividends and interest, or it can be rental income. If interest rates increase by a few percent, um, it, that doesn't translate or our investment income won't uh, increase by the same amount. So we'll be very sensitive to interest rate increases in retirement. And therefore, what we want to do is either take very little debt or very conservative level, levels of debt into retirement. Now, if my strategy involves going about by borrowing three million bucks today, how am I going to get rid of that debt? And that's one thing that we need, we, whether you're buying one property or whether you're buying five, you're going to need to consider about your debt exit strategy and how that's going to integrate in with retirement. Now, you know, might be able to reduce debt um, by uh, just uh, offsetting debt uh, through cash flow management. So using your surplus cash flow between now and retirement and gradually uh, repaying debt that way. Uh, you might sell some assets, so sell one property and keep one property, for example, or you might draw a lump sum from super or do a combination of all those things. Um, there's many ways to uh, achieve, you know, debt reduction, but it, that my point is you need to consider um, how you're going to do that. And uh, more importantly, buying more properties or borrowing more money doesn't necessarily uh, get you closer to retirement. Of course, again, it depends on how far away you are from retirement. If you're 30 years away from retirement, uh, your debt will, will start to become immaterial just through the, the capital growth of property, assuming you're investing in the right assets. So if we're not going to go and buy five properties and we're only going to buy two, maybe three, what are the things that you need to consider? Firstly, obviously, the overwhelming thing is quality. But then in terms of constructing a property portfolio, you can spread your risk and hopefully smooth your returns by astutely constructing your property portfolio. So there's four considerations, I believe, that you need to, to consider when constructing a property portfolio. Uh, so the first one is uh, diversify geographically. Secondly, diversify across different price points. Uh, three, diversify, diversify your tenant profile. And four, um, uh, invest in a location that's that's going to be different to where your home is located. Um, so let me talk about each of those independently. So diversify geographically, which is really spreading your properties among different um, suburbs or market segments, or even consider investing in other capital cities, so outside your domino, domicile capital city. Um the, the, the thing is, and you've probably read it or seen it, uh, heard it many times, is that the property market isn't just one homogenous asset. It's really made up of really thousands of different property markets. You know, different suburbs are going to perform differently at different times and even different pockets in different suburbs and different types of properties in that same suburb will perform differently. So what you need to do is understand or identify um, the, the value drivers and the demand drivers in those different locations and then try and diversify from that. So not, not go for the sort of same demand or the same type of property or the same sort of almost culture of a particular area. And the, the benefit of that is you're, you're spreading your eggs, you know, that, that, um, they will perform differently at different times. So it won't be uniform growth. But at a portfolio level, hopefully what you can do then is smooth that growth. Um, and then enjoy uh, some equity appreciation more consistently uh, rather than putting all your eggs in one basket. Diversify across pr price points. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't buy the same property at the same price point because you're probably going to buy, again, the same sort of type of, of property. Um, 
high value properties uh, sometimes grow at different times than lower value properties, which will be dominated mostly by first home buyers and so forth. So again, you want to sort of spread your eggs. Same with uh, diversifying on tenant profile. Uh, so that's really goes to you know how much you're receiving on a rental income basis. Now, the lower the amount you, you have, I mean, you don't want to Put it too low because then you're probably buying a, a lesser quality asset. Um, but obviously, a lot more people can afford to pay $400 a week uh, as opposed to say $1,500 a week. And so um, you, you get to reduce your risk and risk of uh, vacancy or longer term vacancy by really spreading that risk and not having. You know, it's great to have one really high value property, for example, but then you would. Um, uh, mitigate some of that risk or diversify some of that risk by adding a lower value property to that to, in that portfolio. And then my last point is really diversifying from the geographical location where your home's located in. Now I get that we buy homes for different reasons and they're not investment assets. However, you know, as a bit of a plan B or plan C, if everything failed and, um, but, but we did still have a lot of equity in our home, that's still going to help us in retirement and give us uh, some opportunities. So my view would be then diversify from that. If you've, if you've got a, a house in a particular suburb, don't necessarily go and invest in that suburb. In fact, I'd be thinking about in your capital city or your state, where else could you invest in that's actually quite different to the home, uh, to the location of your home? Which is a good segue into another point, which is what I try and do when I work with clients is trying to get them when they buy a home, particularly if it's their first or second home, uh, buying a home uh, as much for investment reasons as I do for lifestyle. And what I try and do is tick both those boxes, you know, help clients buy something that's going to meet their lifestyle needs, but also give them a large amount of capital growth over time. Um, Again, it's just a mitigating factor. We like to invest uh, for pure investment. And obviously, again, a home's not purchased for pure investment, but it's probably some of the best tax-free capital growth that you can enjoy. So if you can get both, uh, it also it, it makes sense uh, doing so. Another problem with over-investing, so that is having a, a massive portfolio of lots of different properties, is it really doesn't leave you a lot of room to invest in other assets, which might be investing in the share market or making additional super contributions or reducing debt and so forth. Now, I, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast will be property investors and will, might, might prefer property over shares. But let's, that's, that's often an emotionally driven decision. And uh, my view would be uh, uh, leave the door open for other investment assets. There are massive benefits of diversifying, so don't necessarily ignore that. If you're totally uncomfortable with other investment assets, that's fine. Uh, you know, don't don't invest in something that you're not comfortable with, uh, but also don't be blind to um, really taking a, a more balanced approach to your investment strategy. So there you go. If you receive advice to invest in uh, multiple properties uh, with a very large uh, property portfolio, just beware. Consider the debt co- uh, considerations. Consider the quality. You know, ask yourself: Are we compromising on quality? Instead of buying five, should I buy two better quality assets? And if in doubt, uh, certainly what I'd suggest is get uh, a second opinion from someone that's completely independent, uh, that understands property investing, and um, and might be able to sort of balance out those risks. You know, going out and buying five, six, seven, eight, ten properties is a very um, expensive process. 
so you want to make sure that it's it's going to be the correct strategy uh, before you go out and do it and um, and regret it in years to come. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next week, bye for now.